Good morning. It's Leadership Line Podcast, episode 14, current speed, 68 miles per hour. I tried to do something. There's an app that I use to record and do this podcast. and um, It's a free app, don't worry. But uh, I tried to do something with it this weekend, and somehow I was logged out of it and thought that was weird I'll just have to log back in so I put in an email address and a password and it said incorrect I wish it would tell you which one's incorrect because it you know it just tells you incorrect so then I'm like okay is it the email address or did I type in the password wrong so I didn't think it was the email address, or I double-checked that, and then tried the password again. And then I thought, okay, well, I got the email address right, but, you know, the password's wrong. And my passwords are not real high-tech. I use a, a, a few different ones, and, and then some variations off those passwords. And so I started going through them, and nothing was working. So yesterday I kind of gave up and thought well what now so I clicked on the link to uh, hey forgot password and need to reset it it said it was going to send me an email address or email to reset it and an email never came so I went back in a little while later and said reset password and email never came like what the heck So, I don't know, I figured maybe I'm just done. That's the end of podcast world 1 through 13, and I can't log in, so so be it. Um, But then I went back uh, last night, and I thought, well, maybe I'm using a different email address. So I put a different email address in and sent uh, the request to change the password, and that worked so I'm back in and the podcast will continue for another day but once I got in um, I was messing around with something and there's this section for analytics I'd never looked at that before but it's interesting it kind of tells you a little breakdown about the people that listen uh, to this podcast and according to them I don't know if they're right but it says that there's Uh, people from nine different countries that listen to this podcast. Um, It says that everyone that listens to this podcast is male. And it also said that uh, there's two main age groups that listen, 18 to 22 and 45 to 49 are the two main. There's other um, groups that listen, but the majority of people are from those two different age groups so I don't know I thought that was interesting I don't understand quite how someone from the Philippines or Singapore would ever hear of this thing or listen to it are you listening to it in English 
Does it automatically translate it to a different language if you live in that country? I don't know, probably not. Anyway, interesting stuff to me. But I'm logged back in, so we might as well uh, do a podcast. So I was at church on uh, Sunday, and uh, the church I go to is a, a Calvary Chapel church, and and their style is to just go through the Bible uh, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. We happen to be in uh, the book of Matthew, chapter 23, this week. And I thought there was a, a pretty good section of there that applied to leadership and that we could kind of jump into and talk a little bit about. So I know, I, I think... Uh, I said maybe in the trailer that, you know, I'm not going to preach at you uh, in this podcast. And, and this this isn't preaching, I think, if, you know, d- depending on where where you stand with the Bible and, and, and what it means to you um, is irrelevant. I think uh, just the, the principles can uh, are important. So... I, last night I recorded uh, myself reading the, the scripture because uh, I would butcher it trying to remember any of it. So I'll read that real quick and we'll go from there. Matthew chapter 23 verses 1 through 6. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit at Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. But do not do according to their works, for they say and they do not do. For they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move one of them with their fingers. But all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. They love the best places at feasts and the best seats at the synagogues. Skipping down to verse 11, 11 and 12. But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. In this section of scripture, it's uh, Jesus talking to his disciples, and he's talking about the Pharisees. Uh, Pharisees were the religious leaders back in the day. They um, interpreted and taught on the Mosaic Law, basically the law for um, how Jews were able to keep themselves pure and holy. And the Pharisees, it was their job to basically be the leaders um, and, and teach on the different laws and the ways that a Jew would be able to, to have to keep themselves clean by or pure by adhering to all these commandments and rules and, and laws. Um, verse 3, Jesus says... Uh, and it's basically maybe where we get the saying, do as I say, but not as I do. He's, he's basically saying, hey, these 
these Pharisees are the leaders and you're going to have to do what they say but don't do what they do because they're hypocrites they say one thing and they do another they say this is how you should live this is how you should uh, tie this is how you should um, conduct yourselves but they don't do it so he's saying yeah do what they say you know find the good in what they say but don't uh, don't follow what they do because they're hypocritical he goes on in, in verse 4 he says he talks about you know the burdens that they put on you are, are heavy and you know these laws that they put on you are so hard to follow but then again they're not going to lift he says they're not going to lift one finger to do them themselves so I think that's interesting if you kind of try to parallel that to um, leadership in in the workplace there's a lot of times we we run into leaders like that where they have uh, a set of rules that uh, are sometimes impossible to follow and they preach those rules and stick to those rules but you know you, you look at them and you say man but you're not even doing any of this stuff and you expect me to be able to do it so the Pharisees were the same way you know they they instructed Jews that they had to do X Y and Z but they weren't doing them themselves and a person you know wouldn't be able to even live up to those rules and those standards if they you know even if they tried so I think that's interesting just that um, we run into that too in the workplace that uh, a lot of times we have someone in authority that uh, says one thing but does another and it's damaging to their ability to lead it's damaging uh, to their effectiveness when they're trying to lead a team when you know that the words coming out of their mouth are is not something they're going to be practicing even if you know what they're saying is right what they're saying is what needs to happen it's harder to do what needs to be done when you're not seeing an example you're just hearing an example down in uh, on in there in, in verse 11 and 12 um, Jesus talks about kind of about the uh, intent of of what the Pharisees are, are doing you know they the, what they're doing they're, they're doing the things they do t to be seen you know they want to be seen in, in their case they want to be seen as as holy or religious and so they do a number of things for the outward appearance they do a number of things to be uh, seen by men 
to be seen as pure and holy. But then again, it's, you know, it's hypocrisy because they say one thing, but they do another. Or they make sure and if they're going to do something, they're going to do something when a lot of people will see it and you know, they, they, he talks in, I don't know if it's in this scripture or anything, but these Pharisees would, uh, would fast, you know, they'd go without food for a, a, a certain period of time, and, and, uh, they would let it be known to everybody that, hey, look, I am, I'm not eating because I am praying, and I am so holy, and Jesus talks about, like, yeah, if you're gonna do that, do it, but, you know, don't let your your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Just, you know, do it. Do it, but don't do it for men. So that also applies to leadership. I think uh, a lot of time we see a boss or someone in management that uh, makes a decision or or does something just for the optics of it, just for, you know, how it looks uh, to their employees, to their uh, boss above them, but it's hypocritic, hip, hypocritical in how they live their lives from you know one day to the next. So I'm gonna pull off here. I need to get fuel. So hang tight. I'll be back. All right, I'm back. Just quick, like a NASCAR pit stop. I was talking a little bit about uh, somewhere, just about the hypocrisy of the Pharisees and um, just how the things that they do are to be, they do them to be seen by men, to appear holy or, you know, just, you know, translating that to, to our time, just to, you know, where leadership does things to be seen by employees and, you know, people that are under them and then people above them. A lot of times managers will do those things um, just to look good, you know, to look like they're the man. Um, after, I didn't read it, but uh, after verse 12, Jesus goes on uh, eight different times. He says, you know, woe to you, talking to the Pharisees, woe to you. Um, and he, he gives eight different analogies. You are like this. And one of them um, I thought was good was like he said you're like whitewashed tombs so you know when they buried someone they would bury them in a tomb and they would whitewash the outside of the tomb um, that way if someone brushed up against it they would still be holy or pure or whatever but I mean it, it gave the appearance that this is a, a you know, the, the tomb from the outside is whitewashed and clean, but inside, it said, he said, you're like dead man's bones. So, you know, it's like inside the tomb, yeah, there's rotting flesh and, and dead bones in there. But, you know, from the outside appearance, you may look whitewashed and, and like you got your stuff together. Uh, I thought that was a good analogy for, you know, leadership that falls into this, you know, this... Uh, hypocritical mindset, you know, from the outsides, their actions, they, they try to look like they have everything together, and 
but on the inside they're just swimming, treading water, trying to figure it out. So I don't know. I thought that was a good takeaway uh, this weekend from church. Just uh, couple different points that you know leaders need to practice what they preach and they also you know I think I talked about this um, a while back also that you know that as far as my leadership style it's you know I've I've come up through um, in the field and then as a foreman and so it's like I've, I've been there I've done that so you know it's like I'm not asking people to do anything that I haven't done or that I didn't that wasn't expected of me so I think that's also important for leadership um, you know practice what you preach and, and uh, don't hold people accountable to something that you're not willing to be held accountable to yourself So that's it. That's the gist of that. Uh, thoughts on coronavirus. A thought I had this weekend is, uh, you know, as this as things open back up on whatever timeline they end up opening, um, I do think that you've, we've kind of heard rumors of it that this is going to be coming back in the fall and to expect that uh, when we get into the fall that this is going to become an issue again and you know a lot like uh, the Hillary Clinton email server uh, that issue popped up right before the election I would not be at all surprised if another round of quarantines and lockdowns comes up in the fall right before the election just my uh, conspiracy minded self that uh, there's a potential to for politics to use this crisis for their gain and I think they will exploit it at any opportunity they can so we'll see. So I guess that brings me to the thought of, you know, knowing what we know now about this virus. And, um, you know, we were told that people would be uh, dying in, in hospital waiting rooms, that people would be dying in the street. And, you know, that's why we did what we did. I think that some of that has been you know, at some level has been exposed um, to be sensationalism. So knowing what we know now, would you be willing in October to shut everything down again? Would you be willing in, in the fall to return to this state of quarantine if you're told that's the only way personally I wouldn't 
don't know that I'd have a lot of say in that. I might be just a, a disgruntled uh, person stuck at home. But uh, I would be much more opposed to it the second time around. I think, I don't know, my take on it is, is we're here now, so let's follow the rules and, and get this thing over with as quick as we can. But I, I would think, for me personally, my eyes would be a little more wide open. Um, as far as the effects of what this has meant to our country, our, our long-term uh, well-being, our national debt, and the overall the mental aspect of where the people are at after being told to shelter in place and stay home for an extended period of time. I think it's been damaging to uh, to people's uh, mental well-being. I don't know. My eyes would be much more wide open if we're asked to do this again in the fall. Anyway, that's it. Have a great day and Lord bless.